Hi, this is Carolina. Let's go beyond the throttle. Hi guys, this is Carolina and welcome to Beyond the Throttle. Today I am talking to Bart Kukens. He is a Belgium-born photographer. He has been very successful to navigate the art world and the commercial photography world. Uh, he had really good uh, success with automotive books, and now he's doing a lot of um, celebrity portraits, musicians, media personalities. Uh, and one of the things that are so beautiful is that he does everything on an analog-only approach. And in a digital world, right? And he's, if you head to his uh, website, Instagram, you will see how beautiful he, these portraits are. I had the honor to shoot with him about two years ago when we both happened to be in LA. And it was right before I moved to Houston. And ever since we became friends and I still have the honor to share time with him. Uh, we talked while he was in Greece doing another art show and uh, we managed to figure out the time zones and it was such a treat. I am so honored and so grateful. Please, I hope you enjoy as much as I did this conversation. This is Bart Kukens. I'm all good. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? It's long time. Long, long time. It's been a long, long time, but one day soon, I'll see you in person again. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been following your trip uh, with the motorcycle. It looked really, really amazing. Thank you. You started off in the rain? You Oh, yes. First day, it was raining, it was hailing. Uh, I was, it was like a six hour trip became like an hour, nine hour riding trip. But it it was really interesting. Like as, as I didn't have like a reception for a while. And then I had a, an audiobook and the audiobook literally when it when I felt like I was very down and upset about the whole situation. Uh, I started playing an audiobook and it was talking about like uh, adversity and like how we go through adversity and we come like stronger and I'm like okay <laughs> you know like those kind of like I get it I should just keep going and it was yeah. it was a, it was an amazing trip it was very a lot of uh, a lot of growth and you know getting to meet uh, the middle of America which I didn't really know that much I know the coast. So it was very interesting to get to know more about the country that I live in, you know? It's a different kind of world, the, 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 the middle of the States. It yeah. is, right? Uh, yeah. you've done some road trips around the middle, right? Well, I, you know, I've been to LA, San Francisco, um, West Coast, uh, then I did East Coast with Miami all the way up to to uh, to Savannah and then yeah, into Georgia, into Atlanta, and then you see a little bit of differences um, already. But now I'm planning to go to Nashville, um, and I really want to go to Ohio and 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 all these places. And and yeah, but the thing is, it's a big country, and so yeah, then I need to go for a while. And uh, as you know, I have two kids, so I cannot go for a month. Because just too long for the kiddos, so I always try to go two, three weeks. But in three weeks, you, yeah, basically you don't do nothing in three weeks. 
yeah. because you want to stay if, if the place is interesting you want to stay for a couple of days um then you hit the road again it's an interesting country absolutely yeah yes think like projects are happening after that big trip and the people that helped me with that trip are you know they're still supporting me through all of these other projects so it's it's fun it's fun like going experience and and getting you know putting your yourself out there and really saying like this is like with this i it's like a little selfish you know excuse for me to talk to the people that i admire you know like all of the things that you've done like like even when pandemic happened you just kept doing stuff creative stuff and i saw that and i was super inspired and you just kept doing it and like I, your body of work just keeps growing you know like the photos that you've been doing even like in these last two years are like so amazing you know and that takes a lot of like perseverance like you know and like being consistent with your work so like i want to hear more about like that this like not even this last couple of years like uh what you've been doing like so right now you're in greece and now i'm in greece yeah photos, i'm at and you're gonna have a show correct yes i mean for uh, two things i'm i'm in greece for first the exhibition with my 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 pictures from the cars and the Porsche pictures so let's think um and apart from that i'm doing the portraits that i'm doing now for years um almost from yeah from celebrities actors musicians artists so let's go like from people as well like real portraits because i'm really into, i like that as well i don't want to to get to be labeled as a as a car photographer um because yeah. i like to shoot different different stuff um yeah, and the portraits it's it's really something i really like because it's it's a little bit different it's not a little bit it's totally different than than the cars of, of course um oh. and it's a different approach um um and yeah i really like this so i had a shoot this morning here with a with a french actress which was really interesting and then tomorrow I fly to Cyprus for a, for an exhibition and a couple of shoots there. And then I come back to Athens and then we have the exhibition tomorrow evening in, in Limassol in Cyprus. And then next week, Thursday here in Athens, which is really, which is exciting. It's interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm during the pandemic, I thought, yeah, I can, I can wait for a phone call, which is never going to happen. Or I can just start calling myself and yeah just call to people i know in, in interesting cities and ask them listen do you want to collaborate do you want to do an exhibition exhibition this is what i this is what i can offer those prints i can bring and then it's an interesting um it's an interesting evolution because you start talking to the people uh, you look for a venue which can be a gallery which can be a private venue um you look for maybe sometimes you look for a sponsor um want to collaborate or you you merge two different um brands or or uh, businesses together uh, to do this exhibition and then you start inviting people and it's interesting um it's not it's not a classic gallery exhibition that you that you always have you know um so it's it's always a little bit of a different experience in a different um place uh, in a different space um and yeah it's also a little bit of a of a gamble um because you have to send the prints you have to make the prints you have to ship everything you have to to pay the insurance for everything and you don't know if you're going to sell that's always the game with an exhibition maybe you sell out and maybe maybe there's nothing uh 
and I learned that the hard way at my first exhibition in Miami, like two years ago, was two nights. And the first night I didn't sell anything. I was like desperate, like, oh my God, people don't like my stuff. Or what did I, what did I do wrong? Or is it, is it too cheap or is it too expensive? Or because, because you know, if it's too expensive, you don't sell, but if it's too cheap, you don't sell neither because people, uh, it, it look like crap. So this is an interesting exercise. Um, and then the second evening I was, I was, uh, I was lucky that Ray Sheffer, who came to the exhibition um, together with um, um, uh, Jeff Swart and Andre Bezuidenheit, uh, and he, he talked to the guys. Actually, these prints you can see here are for sale as well. And then everybody like, oh, really? Because they first they thought it was like it's decoration for because the event was together with with Chopin. um yeah. the, um in the second evening i think I, I sold five or six from the from the eight prints we had there so it was really it was interesting and but still yeah you don't know it's you have to you have to learn you have to learn which print you should take to which city um because if you do an exhibition in miami and you bring the pictures that you took in miami for them is not sexy it's like, oh yeah, it's a picture from this street or this street. So if you go to a Miami for an exhibition, I bring prints from from Paris or from London or from yeah places they they don't know or, or it doesn't look like local for them. So that's more interesting. It's the same with us. I like a picture if, if I see a picture from LA or Miami. It's, for me, it's it's exotic because it's not from not from Antwerp. And if I see a, a picture from a Porsche in Antwerp, then it just look like an everyday Porsche in my own city. Yeah. So um, this is something I, I learned as well. Uh, but in, like I said, it's an interesting evolution, um, an interesting journey and how to, and you have to keep going and inventing yourself. Um, and, and this is very important as an artist, I think that you keep inventing yourself and keep trying stuff and some things just don't work and some things work for a while and then they don't work anymore and then you, you get stuck a little bit and then you have to rethink and, and, and start all over again um, but what I what I like to do and what I think what I do best is, is making those books and this is what I really enjoy um, making those books um, uh, now I'm going to publish a book about the portraits I did the last uh, three years um, one of the people in the book is you, by the way. Uh, so I thank you for uh, for the support. So and thank you for even like making me part of it. It's, it's an honor, you know. No, it's it, it's just you know I took so much portraits during the last three years, and it doesn't have to be a book about celebrities. So sometimes it's just like really interesting people I admire or I like, like you, and you inspired me at that moment, um, and we met, and we didn't. I think out of the blue we did an amazing shoot was not prepared we just met and like hey let's try downtown LA and let's go down this bridge with this crazy guy who who, who let us in you know um but that is so, the beauty of uh, like not just car you know like the internet like it allows you to meet these people that like if it's used correctly with care uh for me at least i have met so many amazing people through 
Instagram or Facebook that are that do are doing creatively creative stuff that I want to be part of or admire and somehow I just become part of it. Uh, motorcycles, shows, you know, cars, uh, you know, to be able to be at Coda, like the racing, you know, uh, events, like things that are very, you know, like music, like all of these things are very intertwined because it's like the culture, you know, our cultures. And so like meeting, like, like being here talking, you know, like learning about other people and their culture and how they do, like, I think that that's the internet allows us to do this. Absolutely. Yeah. But you still have to do it because uh, there's many people sitting and watching and looking. And and if you don't move, if you don't jump, if you don't take that risk, Mm -hmm. you're going to be you're going to be desperate. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to get bitter. Um, I know for so it's not always easy. Some people have different uh, different background stories or they just live in a different situation. Um, I like to. I like to take this gamble um, and, and do the stuff I, I do, and I'm and I'm lucky I, I can do the stuff I like to do. Um, but it's always yeah. It's, I, I believe in if you keep trying and keep doing the stuff you do, at some point you will find your way. You will find your signature signature style in in whatever you do, and people will recognize it. And yeah, sometimes it goes fast. If I see two three years ago when you when you left. Um, LA and you moved to uh, Houston, basically t- in, in the first place to help your mom because she was, was because she was sick, and I was like, oh my God, it's a big step going from 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 LA from to Houston, and I think what, what's she going to do there? And all of a sudden, you you're in this motorcycle thing and you build your own, uh, uh, yeah, Community. it's aming. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Community, it's amazing, and 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 I'm 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 proud that you. Do stuff like this, and I'm thinking, yeah, this is this is really amazing. If you really want to do something, there's there's always a way to do something. Um, it's true what you say. You know, a lot of people yeah. just sit and complain or in, like will comment on other people doing things, but they're not doing them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I used to tell like I have friends that are like talented, but they don't put themselves out there. And what I tell them is like when you go to the museum and you see this big white canvas and there's only like one black dot and people will say like oh i could do that but the thing is like you didn't do it that person didn't have the courage to do it and put themselves out there and it a lot of, and it comes with a lot of like people like uh from both like yes it's great or or just you know there's a lot of white noise while you're doing your passion but the most the, the thing that i learned the most is like by seeing you and seeing all these people that are just doers is like focus you know laser focus on the goal and just keep moving forward and just being true to who you are you know like and experimenting like seriously like seeing that like i knew more of like the car photography and then seeing these two years of like literally you're doing all these amazing portraits it's it's really really cool like to see you like evolve as an artist and and yourself too in a personal way because we also talk you know like personal but like seeing this evolution of you, it's it's really really admirable, and I, I I'm like I'm very proud of you for all, all the things that you've been doing for for reals. Thank it's thank awesome. you. Yeah, the, the thing is, at some point you have to you have to make a decision and you have to make a choice, and and at some point I realized like, listen, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm going to do, and you have to make sacrifices as well. Uh, but you can because you cannot do the photography, you cannot hang. 
five days in a week in a bar and and come and that's not possible so you have to sacrifice so for me um yeah i i, I make the decision to to do what i wanted to do and to travel which is not always because people of course see only the stuff on instagram and say oh my god you're in greece and then you're in cyprus and you're having the life yes it's of course I, i i feel lucky that i'm here in greece but they forget that i travel alone i'm alone here in the hotel um sometimes it's lonely uh which is also interesting because if you're lonely it brings you to a different state of mind and then you think in a different way and then you get sometimes you get emotional um and it's all interesting stages of of creativity if i'm surrounded by a lot of people for a long time then i lose my creativity then it starts to be boring not like the people are boring just the, the situation gets like boring so then i need need to move um and i need to go to yeah the edge of my comfort zone because if i stay too long in in my comfort zone then things start to become too easy to do uh and uh this is what i want to avoid i i never until now um i never had the feeling that i woke up and then i think oh my god i have to work it always feel like oh my god i'm gonna have an amazing day today and it's like fun and it's like holiday and it's like the things i want to do it never feels like work for this reason i always work seven days a week and from six in the morning till 10 in the evening because i don't care because for me it's still it's like fun to do and the moment i'm it's gonna feel different then then i have to change a couple of things a couple ingredients and then yeah and then uh, then you're good for a couple of more months or a couple of years because i had this with the books i'm doing those for seven years now yes. And it was never boring, but yeah, at some point you sort of think, oh my God, I'm doing this for seven years and you have to keep, and I'm I'm going to be emotional and sad that it, the books are finished as well, because it's been an interesting journey and I met a lot of interesting people along the way. But it's also good to close this chapter and say, okay, this was it. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of what I did, but now I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. It can be, can be automotive, it can be, I will always keep my 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 style of photography and my shooting analog or black and white. Um I will try to to keep doing that. But yeah, change the ingredients a little bit and do something else. Um and then you keep keep inventing yourself and keep pushing yourself and because yeah, if it if it gets too easy then it doesn't yeah. Then what's the point? Yeah. I think yeah. A, a lot of uh uh But well, that's the part of the evolution as a person. If you're not experimenting, then what, what are you doing, you know? And then now doing the portraits. And uh, so talk to me about your first books, because it's all about Porsche, correct? Yeah. And how did that came to life? And then now, like, jumping into the portraits. Like, how first, what was the idea of, like, I'm going to do a letter of, you know, like, P-O-R-S, you know what I mean? Like, for... The six is it six books? Six, seven, 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 seven. Are, uh, I can't count. Uh, I can't spell. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but like, how do how did it start? Like, it's gonna be one per. You know what I mean? How did that idea came, and then like how? Well, it, uh, first of all, I, I my father passed away eight years ago, and he was always taking pictures uh, analog on his Pentax camera, and I I picked it up. I was always interested in photography, but I picked it up again, and I start 
shooting a friend of mine who lived in the Netherlands with his car and I did another one, another one. And then I, yeah, uh, a bunch of pictures and I said, maybe we should make a book. And then I, by coincidence, I met Jeroen, a friend of mine who is still doing the layout of my books. Um, and we made a book together and by sitting there doing the layout, I said, okay, well, what are we going to put on the back of the book? My name and then the title of the book. And then he said, yeah, maybe I want something more. And I said, you know what? Let's put a P on the back of the book, the P from Porsche. So okay, it's fine, it's good. And then I liked the idea, the book, the book sold. Um, and I wanted to do another one. And I said, but yeah, we cannot put again a P. And he said, you know what? Let's try the O and then the R and then the S. I said, that's a, that's a really good idea. But in this case, I have to make seven books. So it gave me a little bit of anxiety as well, because <laughs> if the second book wasn't selling, I still had to make the other five because I cannot leave people with, with just PO at home and then say, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do the other books. So I had to finish the project, but um, yeah, I'm very lucky that they, they, they sell very good. And I, I yeah, a lot of customers who bought the other the first six now, so they're going to buy the last one as well. So I don't have to worry about that, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been really an interesting um, project and I'm going to keep doing uh something similar mm -hmm. but um but in a different way in a different way but there's like a big community for that specific automotive uh, car right for porch there is like a whole community like you were coming to do that uh in carmel i guess was it like that tour yep where there's like yep. a lot of cars you know like and also like in europe i believe like there's car week yeah it was car week or like the harley you know like we meet up yeah. and they're like oh, let's talk about cafe racers so yeah. I want to know more because there's like this one thing called like, I think it's like a, um, there's a new uh, thing going on in Los Angeles and here that is like vintage cars or like specific cars, they get all together and they want to like, just like check each other cars and they talk and they go for rides. So I want to, I want to hear a little bit more about that experience and then like how the last book is coming to, you know, and how yeah. you're like ending that. Yeah. The, the, um... Yeah, the Porsche communities, uh, yeah, people like to think it's different than any other community, but I, I think it's just the same like any other uh, community. If maybe there's a, a community about BMWs as well and a community about Mercedes, but the effect is there are a lot of Porsches still driving on the road. That's a fact. So I think it's it's, it's really a really big community. Um, and it's, it's an interesting community as well, of course. Uh, but you have to be honest, it's not like... Yeah, some people talk about brotherhood. It's not like you love all the, the guys, you know, you, you just make groups and, and, and you go driving together and some people you think, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's an interesting community. And and um, I made a lot of friends and uh, we go driving together. And sometimes you go for five, six years, you drive together and then you feel like, okay, maybe maybe we need a little bit of change and then they, because they like different routes or they, they like different hotels. Uh, so, but that's, that's all fine. It's, there's the interesting thing about the Porsche community. There's, there's room and space for everybody. You can, you can drive a 914 and you can drive a, a 991 GT3 RS, uh, which are on, on, on both ends of the, so that's all fine. And, and everybody, um, has respect for the other ones, which I think is important. Um, and there's people who want to backdate their car there's people who want to 
paint their car, there's people who want to have it clean and neat and, and like uh, stock, which is all fine. Um, so yeah, I, I have a lot of interesting uh, memories and experiences about the community, uh, absolutely. But yeah, now to think that it's different than any other community, I don't know. I think the motorcycle community is also really amazing. Um, uh, but I, I like different car brands as well. I think the community of the Land Rovers with the Defenders is amazing as well. Um, maybe the people behave different in a different way. I don't. I don't know because I'm not into that community. Uh, but if you if you think, for example, like the Ferrari community. Probably they will have fun as well in their community. I just don't see myself in that community because I think mm, I don't think I'm that type of guy. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. But in, it's a fact that within the Porsche community, I feel comfortable and safe and and and, and loved. And uh, yeah, so he's not really. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it's really fun. But it's and then, so interesting to see, like, in, within the communities, like, how many, like, for us, we see, like, lawyers, you know, that are, like, into writing, you know, like, in the communities I've seen, like, writing or, you know, even skateboarding when I was in Venice, you know, like, you will see, like, these different ramifications of, like, people in this uh, music industry, you know, artists, uh, into, like, very serious CPA jobs, you know, like, things that are, like, so far from each other in a way and then like they we have this one thing that unites us you know that like our common bond right and it's so it's so interesting to see all these people from all different kind of walks of life come and get together and they have like that one thing because some people yeah. not necessarily probably in that community i'm assuming like you would never meet if people were not porsche riders right like yeah. that I, yeah. I see that like with some people that yeah. are not necessarily really socialize or be, be best friends with but i can respect them and write with them and just have like that one common experience you know yeah instead of, instead of saying like oh i would never talk to you you know like and i sit in yeah. different groups that are somehow like i belong you know because of the things that i like you gotta like get this like oh like we have this one woman and she's a um she's a pastor in her church and you will never know, you know, but it's like, that's like the whole cool thing of like, and I, and I always get amazed because it's like, you know, that amazes me people doing all these different things and they come to that one thing, the engine and, or the, the art or, you know, like the different things, the music that can be our common bond and you will not never know, you know, like it's very mm -hmm. interesting. It's pretty cool to see that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. Doing, uh huh. Yeah, but that's exactly what I experienced within the Porsche community. Most people I know their names, most people I know their cars, mm -hmm. but I don't know what they're doing in real life unless you start to know them really good and you have a really uh, in-depth conversation. Then you, uh, hey, what are you doing for work? Because they became friends and then you know, of course, but most people, I don't know what they're doing. And actually, I don't, I'm not interested in what they're doing. It's not that I'm not interested in, in what they're doing, but... I don't care. Maybe they're a lawyer, fine. Maybe they just work in the garden, fine. Whatever. That's and uh, that that's really cool, yeah. Because you, you don't get judged by by the position you you hold, um, and that is really interesting. Um, so we're all we're all the same. Um, yeah. So um, 
So yeah, that more or less whatever you do on like you know for quote unquote living. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean anything unless you know like I you know the person, right? Yeah. 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 So like yeah. the the last book when is that one coming or is it out? Well, n no. Normally I always release in December. In December. So it's which is in yeah, which is an interesting time then because I I then I don't shoot anymore, like a month, it's Christmas is coming, so I stay home. Um, but this year is different because I couldn't travel for for a year. And I didn't want to end my book. I want to end with a bang. Like like that people say, oh my God, his last book is, is, is really good. He I got some really interesting people as well in the book. So I have, I have a couple of interesting people in, in Miami. I have a couple in LA that I still want to shoot. I have, I have a couple in Germany that I have to go, which is not a problem. I can go there. But now I have the good news uh, since two days that we can travel to the States again. So I have to hurry. Um, and then I might be able to release in December again. Otherwise, it will be a little bit later. Uh, but I will try to do, yeah, maybe in November, the book of the portraits first, uh, from the first three years of portraits. And then, then the other book right after. And then... Yeah, and then maybe then then this project is finished. Maybe I will do a best of uh, next year, like the pictures I like most and the pictures I didn't use uh, in the book, which I'm going to use now. Um, something like this, maybe, and then start with my new project. I have two projects that are in the pipeline, uh, which I'm really looking forward to to do them. Uh, it's going to be. Yeah, all about photography again and me traveling and black and white and people and some cars. Um, so, so yeah, that's and really, that's like, really. Are you still, you're still figuring that one out or where are you going to go? Well, stay, I, I like the States, so I'm going to do the States for sure. But I, I also want to go to South Africa, to Cape Town. Um, um, I want to go to, to Japan because uh, it really looks like yeah That'd an interesting so yeah an interesting place just different than any other place um, I might have to go to Vietnam for a project um, in the beginning of next year so that's all interesting interesting things yeah. but I take it yeah I take it as it comes and you know there's so much interesting stuff to do um, but, uh, yeah I'm excited about about yeah, future. Yeah, the world is super exciting. That's so cool. Yeah. So you shoot everything with your Leica, right? Did I say it right? Yeah, Leica or Hasselblad. Now these days, I the thing is, um, the Leica is the 35 millimeter, mm -hmm. which are the small rolls of film with the 36 pictures, and the Hasselblad is is medium format, a little bit more bulky, uh -huh. and this is called medium format 120 film. And those are only like uh, 16 pictures uh, if you shoot in 645. If you shoot in square, it's 12 pictures. So the difference between the two is just the size of the of the negative. Mm -hmm. So if you print it, the quality should be better if you shoot medium format. Uh, but that's all uh, technical details. And I am i don't care that much about it. Um, it's hard to find the analog films. Like right now, mm, I, no? no. Yeah, it depends where you are. In Europe, it's okay, but I, I think if you're in the middle of I don't know nowhere, then it could be tricky to find them because I'm I have a lot of film here, but I'm 
I got yes a call that I need to do some other shoots. So I, I called the guy. I said, "Can you fix me some extra film?" And it's not like you in Athens, like you go in a shop and you say, "Hey, give me the film." So I, you have to find the. Of course, there will be a community here that shooting still analog. stuck yeah um, so like i know like uh in in the states it's getting less and less and everything's becoming more digital you know uh i re mm. i just found one place so i have an ace a mirrorless it's a digital one but i found uh i had to go drive almost an hour south towards like the middle of nowhere to find uh, a guy to fix my, my 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 camera not even in the city which is like houston you know one of the biggest cities in, in the united states and they didn't have i had to drive out into like literally like the middle of nowhere the guy it's nowhere and he's like yeah i can fix it you know somebody else here in the city didn't want to fix it and it's a digital one you know it's not even like a film you know and in la it was I have this Canon, like an old 35 millimeter, and it was hard to find people that would like, uh, you know, like uh, de develop the film and even like print it. So it's, I feel like it's everything's been pushed into more digital. So I love that. Yeah, of course. Still this yeah. Stuff, you know? Yeah. But once you're into the analog stuff, you find, you you know, the places where to go. Um, and they're still, they're still, they're still making a, enough film and they're still developing film uh yeah the thing is it's becoming of course the world going so fast and people want to shoot today and then have the pictures like an hour later and yeah yeah with that with analog it's just take a while with me i have a i always say like 14 days between my shoot and my pictures because i have to yeah for example, now I'm shooting stuff right now, but I'm going home in two weeks. So that's two weeks already. Then I have to send everything to Germany for development and scanning. And that's another 10 days. So then we are like almost a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can speed it up, of course, if you shoot digital. Um, but I don't, I shoot digital once in a while because clients ask me to shoot in color or they want to have their content fast or they need a lot of content. And then you cannot shoot. Uh, you cannot shoot analog if you need a lot of content because it's going to be so expensive. Um, because each roll of film, basically, from sixteen pictures, is if you if you have the cost of the film plus the development, it's it's around thirty five euro uh, for one film. It's sixteen pictures. So if you shoot, yeah, if you shoot ten films, mm -hmm. yeah, then you end up with three hundred fifty euro already. Uh, it's only 10 films, so it's only yeah, 160 pictures. It's not that much if you think about it. No. So, uh, Do you feel like, I think like keeping something like that, like it's refreshing like to remember to slow down, you know what I mean? Because the world is just like right here, yesterday, let's do this, you know, and, it's, and like good things really do take time, you know, even if it's digital, like certain things, like yeah. if you want a really good, you know, I take things to Lightroom if I wanted, you know, to like make them like fix certain things with the colors, uh, but good things do really do take time. <laughs> and some yeah. people, like the culture right now is like, let me have it right now, you know? Oh yeah, right now, right now. And then and in an hour, they need something else because the content has to change change over and over again. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm falling into the same trap sometimes with Instagram. You want to post and post and post, 
And sometimes, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, yesterday I had an interesting conversation with with a uh, guy here in, in Greece during dinner, and he say, "Do you still collect?" I say, "What do you mean?" I say, "Yeah, collecting CDs." Say, yeah, I collect my CDs. I collect my my vinyl. I yeah, I collect my camera stuff like this, my books. And say, younger generations don't do that anymore. Because they have Spotify, they don't they don't collect anything. They have Spotify, and, and if they don't like the song anymore, they just delete it, and they replace it by another one. So they they don't create a, a memory. Like for example, if I go back to my music collection, I see CDs from 10 and 15 years ago. I think, oh my god, and that has a memory for me because it brings me back to 15 years ago in a time where I like this kind of music. Maybe I don't like it now anymore, but. It, it's a memory that you create by collecting something. And with Spotify, you don't create anything. Yeah, you create a playlist, and if you don't like it anymore, you just delete it, yeah. and it's gone. But it, even if it has thousand songs in the playlist, it doesn't bring you back to a certain memory, I think. Um, so, it's like so photos on your phone too, like that, or like the what you say, like the tapes. It stays on your phone, and sometimes you even forget that it's there because it's not yeah. tangible. What is it like out of sight, out of mind? So there's mm -hmm. not a, a real connection with something like having tickets from like a concert, you know, like that. Having like yeah. that vinyl that I bought my first, very first CD, and having it, and then remember like, you know, when you're in the store and you had to go and get it, and you know, and research it, or like you will have the tape and you know waiting for like the DJ to shut up so you can start recording this song that you wanted, like. Yeah. There's no that kind of like chasing something that you really want. It's just like in your fingertips, you know? Yeah. It's very interesting. Like I see that with like the child too, you know, like there is not a lot of tangible things to connect with. It's all on a phone, on a computer. And it's it's very interesting trying to get, make them, not make them, but like teach them that, you know, the old, the old ways, right? Which is not really appealing for them, I feel like no, 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 for them, it's a different, it's a different age, um, and different, yeah, different times. I love yeah. that you have like a CD collection. What was your first camera, and what was your first CD? My first camera was, I think, I think it was a Leica M6. Uh, my first serious camera before I probably had a Pentax for my father. Uh -huh. The Leica M6 was probably the first camera I, I used. And the first CD, I don't know anymore. I remember that we had a, a small shop in my in the village and they didn't have that much CDs. Back then a CD was expensive in the beginning. Now it's cheap, but it was expensive in the beginning. Um, and I remember that I have a CD from Fine Young Cannibals, which was I only knew one song, but I, yeah, I got some some money from my parents to buy first two or three CDs, and that was available, so I took it as well. That I remember, but the other two I don't remember anymore. But yeah, yeah, but it's in, it's in, I, like, I still like to buy CDs. I think it's more, uh, yeah, it's it, it's interesting to to listen to a CD. Yeah, absolutely. Rather, yeah, or, or like, vinyl too, you know? Yeah, finally, finally. The thing is with the vinyl these days, because 
if you used to CDs, you put in a CD, you sit down and you're working with the vinyl. It's like you, you put on a vinyl, you sit down and like, oh my God, it's already gone. So you have to go back and turn it. It's like 20 minutes and it's gone. So, but this makes you more um, wanting to just put on the vinyl and sit there and really listen to the songs. And after 20 minutes, turn the vinyl and listen again for 20 minutes. While with the CD, you just, yeah. Yeah, so you just funny. put. It is true. I like to be like, what? Wait, right? Already? <laughs> or it's like jumping yeah. because it's like a little like piece of plate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You have a phone call. Somebody rings on the door, and you come back, and it's already <laughs> at the end of at the end of the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> so. So you yeah. used to grab your dad's your dad's camera and then just play around, and then from there, like, went to get like your own like good camera. Yeah. Well, he was he was taking pictures with the Pentax uh, for as long as I can remember. But I was an only child, so he always needed me to take a picture in the garden. Like then he called me, he's like, hey, Bar, come, let's take a picture. And then I had to stand there and then it took ages for put everything manually, like, like, uh, tuck, tuck. and it was so boring for me. I said, oh my God, this takes forever. This is really boring, this photography thing. But if I think about it now, it's it's interesting because it it brings me back these memories that I had with my father, with this connection with this camera and he looking to viewfinder trying to to make a good angle and yeah the thing was that the pictures were boring as well because it's in your own garden from your kiddo um, yeah you you need good content if you travel you see interesting content it's really interesting to to take pictures as well but if you I remember when we sit down sat down with the family we had this uh, called Dia. And we had a dia projector and we projected the, the pictures on the wall and, and all the family was looking and then yeah so we're like you were that's how you start been doing your modeling thing right <laughs> yeah no modeling too yeah I, yeah when i back in days when i had hair i did some modeling jobs as well yeah <laughs> it was a pure coincidence but i did it for 10 years um and there i i i never did it because i i, I didn't like the modeling that much was never, never so interesting because I never had this creative or intellectual um, satisfaction. It was just like, hey, you go to a job, you smile, you don't smile, and you go go back home and you take the money and that's it. But what I liked about it was like meeting new people um, and especially looking to the photographer because back in days everybody was shooting analog, so it was interesting. So first of all, I had to set the light and then. To most of the times when they had experience, they they or professional, they were working with Hasselblad cameras, which was like clack clack, and then the Polaroid came out, and I had to wait a little bit for the for the Polaroid, and I look, and oh, we have to change the light a little bit. So before you know, it was like half a day already gone, uh, and I was always interested in this process. And I most of the time when I knew the photographers, I asked if I can come and have a look when they were in the dark room developing the stuff, which was for me was like magic. Um, and there I think created this interest in, in, in shooting analog. Uh, and especially I stick to, I stick to the analog thing because for me, yeah, but I think like understand your subject, like yeah. you were the subject. Now you know how the sub, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's super, it was super easy. You know, like I learned a lot just by having that one day hanging out, hanging around. It's like you get the people in their element without too posy, you know what I mean? And 
Mm-hmm. You just get the people, you know, you get their essence without like making it too, too hard for like somebody just, you know, like shooting, like not naturally, you know what I mean? It was, it was very interesting. And I like that, yeah. you know? Well, it, it also depends, I think, on the way you approach your shoot. I, I, I shoot very fast. And uh, I, I, most of the time I never prepare for a shoot. I just go out there and do my thing. I always find an interesting angle or an interesting uh, wall or whatever. And then, yeah, you, some photographers like to shoot a whole day for a portrait, which is fine as well. If they like it, it's fine for me. But I, I lose I lose my concentration, my creativity. It has to go, has to go fast, and it has to go, yeah. And it's not even uh, like it's usually outside, right? It's not in a studio studio. With no, you. I do never studio, no. Yeah, so you no. just like get the people like basically in their own essence, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. With the light, with the available light outside, if it's raining, it's raining. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. So uh, I like that. It's like you don't yeah. have to like force something that is in, that ain't there, you know what I mean? Or create like something that uh, a superficial setup or backdrop you know it's just yeah. letting the person be who they are in wherever you are yeah and that's i think that that's what makes your photos also like so not not just unique but like so with soul you know because you can see beautiful photos everywhere but not with the essence of the people you know and a lot of people do not mm-hmm. get that it's like it feels too close you know so that's kind of like why i believe people like ra- gravitate to to your photographer in your town because it's more about than just like let me post you know <laughs> for the gram you know <laughs> yeah. no yeah I think I think my pictures are honest honest in it like okay this is it we don't we don't use that much or most of the time we don't use makeup uh, never I never ask for makeup if, if I shoot a woman and they want to use makeup it's fine for me but most of the time I said no leave it I never work with a with a stylist or a, or a hairdresser. Sometimes they bring someone if they really feel more comfortable. But most of the time, yeah, I like to shoot them in their own clothes. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, honest an honest portrait of, of how they are at that certain moment in time so with cool. me. Yeah. So what, what do you think are like your inspirations like growing up, like your dad or that you were seeing other people like other, you know, like the, the photographers that you saw on your photo shoots or were there, uh, you know, you know, like, I know for me, like I get inspired a lot of like with certain music, not necessarily yeah. like motorcycle people, but like, or card people, like I feel like inspiration comes, you know, like my mom is one of my biggest ones, right? Like seeing like a tiny woman be so powerful in certain places, right? Like I saw her like building buildings you know like being like the, the the main engineer and me being six and like she talking to a hundred men and in a couple months from like land seeing like a place being built and like having those memories i'm like wow like you can be mighty powerful no matter your size right so those kind of like memories that seeing that and other like ladies doing things that i or or, or men that i admire so much she like it feels for me like i like the whole thing of like I can do that, you know, like, yeah, I can do that. So I'm like, where, where does all those inspo comes from? I get my inspiration from, as I told you, from sometimes being alone on the road. Um, I get my inspiration from music. Not that I listen particularly to the text of the music. It's just 
the the vibe, the mood of the song brings me in a, in a state of of, of ecstasy almost. Uh, and yeah, movies, some some scenes in movies or or yeah or the work of other photographers. I have one photographer which I really admire is Anton Corbin, Dutch photographer. Really, really like his style. For the rest, I don't try to look too much to other stuff uh, because I don't want to get my my own uh, creativity um, troubled. How do you say it? Troubled by other influences, influenced by by other uh, or what people say. Because maybe you look to a podcast from a photographer and say, yeah, you always have to use light and it has to be like this and this and you start thinking, oh my God, I'm doing it the other way. Maybe I should change. So I don't want to get influenced by, by I just want to do it the way I think it's fine. Yeah. And then people have to, people have two options or they like it or they don't like it. If they don't like it, they just have to unfollow and, and do something else. <laughs> and, if they, and if they like it, yeah, if they like it, I'm more than happy to inspire and I'm happy to that I do. And if they have questions, I always try to answer. Um, but I'm always telling them, listen, you don't have to try to do the way I do it. Just try the way to do you think you should do it. Uh, of course, if you see things from my work that you like and you want to adapt into your work, which is fine. I, I did the same with, with Anton's work. If I see it, I try to take the stuff I like, take it out and try to do it my way, but a different way. Um, so, but I, I think you have to do it the way you want to do it yourself. Because in the first place, I shoot for myself, not for somebody else. I shoot because I like it. And if other people like it as well, then fine. Uh, but there's no point in me to take pictures that everybody likes, but I don't like. So that makes no sense for me. No, I like that. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, it's like for, you're not going to change for anybody. You're just creating your art, you know? Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that a lot. So do you think like, uh, are your kids influenced or are they like, you think they want to go that route or they're just. At the moment they're too young. They're eight and 12 and they, they want to play football right now. Uh, my oldest son, sometimes he wants to be a photographer, but he really doesn't. I don't think he really knows what it means. Yeah. But he just thinks that it's cool because I'm on the phone all the time, and he thinks, "Oh, you're just calling all the time," <laughs> and then, and then you go and then you come back, and then yeah, and then there's pictures. But mm. it's much more than this, of course. A lot of people but, uh, know what you say, like the, the all the sacrifices they see, like the final result, like you know, like even the, just the trips or like doing it's it's a lot of great work, a lot of work in behind the scenes, and a lot of people. Yeah, well, I get up every morning at six. It's not because I. You know, I start working at six and I like to be calling and mailing and doing my stuff. And yeah, it's now it's it's 7.30 here and we're still doing doing something for work. And then I'm going to prepare my trip for tomorrow, going to do some emails. So it's going to be 9, 10. Yeah. But, but I like it. Yeah. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like I, I honestly, I should not know what I want to do else now. Yeah. It's not like, OK, let's go whatever to the movies doesn't care i just want to do my stuff and of course once in a while i watch a movie of course but no but i um, get that. like a lot of the people that i have been talking to is like they're waking up with a sense of love and appreciation for what they're doing because it doesn't feel like work because they're working on their craft you know um i spoke with like uh i talked to craig last week and 
every single day he's at his shop. He's a metal shaper or a mechanic or like a builder, whatever you want to call it. Like he's like, I just, and I seen him, you know, I was there in his shop and seeing like, that's the type of like me too. Like I wake up Saturdays and Sundays is not just for, I'm just not doing nothing. I'm always doing something because I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm not just waiting like you too. Like I'm not waiting for anybody because I just want to do these things, you know? The phone mm -hmm. call is not gonna come just because I want it to come. Like I'm gonna create the phone call, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna work so mm -hmm. that the phone call comes, but if not, I'm gonna make the phone calls. So I think like that's uh, with people that are like passionate and creative about their lives. That's a very like very unique thing that there's they don't feel like that they're working. They just do it and they're doers mm -hmm. and they just want to keep putting things out there, you know? So like keep me. I want you to keep me posted with like all of the you know books coming out if you come over here this way i would love to show you like you know texas at some point and maybe i'm, I'm exploring the middle of america so that you don't have to tell you don't go there yeah. <laughs> you know it's very interesting yeah. but like hopefully we'll go and, and and meet your your time because you've been like you're you were born and and raised in antwerp yeah is that right so you've been yeah. there like all of your life. Do you see yourself moving elsewhere or? Antwerp is an is. no. Antwerp is an interesting place. It's it's in, it's good for the kiddos. They have their school there. They have their friends there. Uh, it's very central, Belgium. So in two hours I'm in Paris by the train. In two hours I'm in London by train. In two hours I'm in Amsterdam or Düsseldorf in Germany. So it's really central if we fly. Within Europe is really yeah within an hour two hours we are like every like now in Athens it's a three hour flight oh. it's nothing so um, yeah it's really it's really interesting like Barcelona is a one hour and a half flight Madrid is two hour flight so we're really really good really central so it's interesting um, of course the states like LA and Miami it's like appealing to me to live there but it's so expensive to rent something over there um that yeah that i prefer at the moment to stay in antwerp the rent is low and if i need to travel i travel so i travel a lot so i prefer to travel a lot than to pay a lot of rent and stay in the same place all yeah. the time um i mean but, la uh, is always gonna be there that's something that i learned i lived of there course. for 20 years yeah. and like literally like removing yourself from the bubble like it gives you a lot of perspective and a lot of different things that i maybe not that i was not aware but it was not so much in my face of like how different life is and how you know it's way simpler here in certain social constructs but la is always gonna be there so i can go and visit at, at all times you know so that's mm -hmm. that's not i feel like that's the world is way bigger than just being in those little places so yeah you know it's Absolutely. very interesting i want to come and visit uh antwerp am, am i saying that right antwerp, antwerp. antwerp yeah a lot of a lot of people wanting to visit antwerp and the ones they the ones who did they really enjoyed it it's a small cozy interesting place with a lot of stuff to see um and as I said, you can go from, if you want to go to Brussels, like half an hour, you can visit a lot of, of different, especially when, you, when you're from the States, you fly to Belgium and, and, and the next day you can go to Paris for a day and next day you go to London. So that's really, everything is really close for us. 
Is so, it easy like, to do like a road tripping around there or would it be like, are the roads good for road trips or is it better? Like, yeah, abso road? absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to, the roads in Belgium and the Netherlands are a little bit boring. Uh, but if you go, if you go to Germany, uh, if you go to Black Forest and you go from there, you go into Switzerland and Austria and Italy is amazing because you do all the mountains. Uh, it's really, really something different. It's, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's totally different than what you're used to. And it's going to be mind blowing if you do all the, the passes and uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. I just want to go one day on a motorcycle when they go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have the, the time of your life. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. So one day, I'll yeah. be like, like you're here and knock on the door, I'll be like, I'm here yeah. to use the new pool yeah. <laughs> and crash for a day. Bye. Yeah, you're welcome. You're more than welcome. <laughs> uh, no, for real. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, this is Carolina. Let's go beyond the throttle. This episode of Beyond the Throttle was brought to you by Graficos Marketing. Get all of your branding on social and the web ready to go and ready to sell. Go to graphicos-mktg.com or at graphicos, G-R-A-P-H-I-K-O-S-M-K-T-G on social media.